Welcome to the One Church Podcast. Within this podcast, you will encounter content that will instill hope, fortify your faith, offer practical real-life insights, spread the love of Jesus, and inspire you to fulfill your unique purpose. Now, please stay tuned as we prepare to delve into this week's message. like to read a familiar portion from the Bible. It's Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 11. 10 to 12, I'm sorry. Ephesians chapter 6, 10 to 12. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. How many of you heard this verse before? Some of us might know these verses by heartily. We learn these verses when we are in the Sunday school, but how many of you experience the power in these verses? Let me read that again. A word from Apostle Paul, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Lord, we thank you and praise you for this wonderful morning, O Lord. Thank you for your presence here today. Thank you for moving in midst of us, O Lord. We welcome Holy Spirit to move in a mighty way this morning, O Lord. Hallelujah. We want to hear from you, Lord. We want to worship you in freedom. Hallelujah. 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 The word of the Lord will bring deliverance. We know that, O Lord. As we sang before, give us a heart to believe what you say, O Lord. We need you, O Lord. We are living in a dark world. It is hard for us to live. But if your spirit moves in us, O oh Lord, we know we are more than conquerors. We bless your holy name. Speak to us, O oh Lord. We thank you again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can we all be seated? 
Greetings to you all in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. It's so wonderful to see all the wonderful faces, beautiful faces today. Especially I am so thankful seeing few few of my friends today. Everyone is welcome. Let us experience God's presence together. Pastor Cecil Matthew is not here. He's out of town. But God is here. Amen. We know the verses very well, what we read today. But I was thinking, most of the time when we face problems, troubles, trials, we feel like we failed. Right? Sometimes it's so scary to face the life. As I always say, we are called for a purpose. We are the children of the living God. We are not here by accident. There is a divine call behind everything. Do you believe that? When we are spending time in the word of God, I really want everyone to be in a prayerful attitude and let Holy Spirit move in us. Let Holy Spirit transform us. Let Holy Spirit lead us to a deliverance today. God wants his children to be freed from the enemy's bondage. But sadly, let me say, most of the Christians today, they come to church, they participate in a lot of spiritual activities, but they are still under slavery. Am I right? We need a deliverance today. For that, we, we should know who we are in Christ. We are wonderfully and beautifully made for a special purpose. So I know these verses, it's not a simple message, but I want everyone to pray in spirit. We are fighting against a spirit world. Today we are going to start a new series. And I need to name that series The Unseen Battle. We all know what is battle. We know all, uh, we know very well what is war. It is happening everywhere, right? This is a season to go deep into the word of God. His word and his spirit, a time to grow strong. We are not weak. We are strong Amen. in Christ Jesus. 
So we should know who we are. Growing not in our own strength, but in the strength of God. Going from weakness to strength. Strong in fervent prayer will prepare us to be strong in battle. So what makes us strong to face the battle? A fervent prayer will make us strong in a battle. And whether or not we accept it, we are in the midst of a fierce spiritual battle. The church is facing a spiritual battle. Do you believe that? It's not like before. Of course, the spiritual battle was there before, but we are going to see something new each and every day. It is hard sometimes. All around us, there is a battle taking place in the spiritual realms over our homes, our cities, our nations, and the nations of the world. Our nation is in a spiritual battle. Our children who go to schools and college, they are in a spiritual battle. It is hard for us to understand sometimes the tricks of the enemies. Through the Spirit, we can become aware of this battle and know how to live in victory rather than in defeat. We are not defeated. We serve a living king who is victorious. Hallelujah. The dynamic of the battle and how to be strong in battle is vital for our complete victory. Who all want to see a victory in your life? Who want to be a victorious We are not called to be defeated. We are called to be victorious. Now let me ask all the saints a question. How many of you are soldiers? I know we are not in the army, but we are in the army of the Lord. Now learn this, every child of God, every saint is a soldier. Brother, you are a soldier. Sister, you are a soldier. Everyone is called to be a soldier of Jesus Christ. We have all been defeated. And do you know why you have been drafted? I'll tell you why we all get drafted. Because there is a war on. You see, the Christian life is not a playground. Oh, oh. 
It is not a playground. I'm so serious today. I don't feel like telling any humor today. But, you know, we are in a serious time. Hallelujah. I'll tell you one secret. Victory is ours. Whatever we face, the end result, victory is ours. Can you say that with me? Victory is ours. Hallelujah. You know why? We are the children of God. Jesus paid the price. Yes, that's right. Victory is ours. You see, we are not fighting toward victory. We are fighting from victory. We are not fighting towards victory. We are fighting from victory. Our enemy is defeated. Understand that. Believe that our enemy is defeated. Hallelujah. Spiritual warfare. We heard a lot of messages about spiritual warfare, but Holy Spirit is, is moving in this place. He, he wants to share something today. Spiritual warfare is real. It's taking place right now as we are about to study God's word. It will continue through the, throughout the message. It takes place when you get home. It's, it takes place at work. It takes place in our friendship. It takes place in our homes. It is true. This, there is spiritual warfare. Just because of something is unseen doesn't make it unreal. And ignoring it doesn't make it go away. Don't ignore the spiritual warfare. We are learning from the word to, to, uh, to, to learn how to face the spiritual warfare. An invisible enemy is a dangerous enemy. And an enemy that is powerful but not taken seriously is even more dangerous. Hallelujah. Don't take our enemies simple. He is dangerous. But as I said before, he is defeated. If all of a sudden the oxygen started leaving this room, you and I would not see it, right? Everything would look the same. However, at the some, some point, we would begin to see the effects of that. Someone will faint. Someone will feel like throwing up. So we don't see it, but we will feel it. Visibly, nothing could be seen, but a lot would be happening, and the danger would be real. Church, there is a real war be being waged. We can't see the devil. We can't see demons. We easily forget 
There is a war. This is how or does not change the reality. Hallelujah. Jesus came that you may have not life, abundant life. Satan wants to destroy you, right? Jesus wants us to experience the abundant life, but Satan, he don't like that. He wants to destroy us. Today, I want us to learn how we can spiritually have in the midst, thrive in the midst of very real spiritual warfare. So we've read a familiar verse today, Ephesians 6, chapter, uh, chapter 6, verses 10 to 12. Let us go into the depth. In the following weeks, we are going to hear more from uh, the men of God uh, on this series. Paul, he wrote this epistle to the church in Ephesus. It's a beautiful way to end this book by writing these verses. What he said, a final word that God has given Paul to the church. What Apostle Paul is saying is this, if you are a true Christian, Defined in, as defined in chapter 1. From chapter 1, how many chapters are in uh, the book of Ephesians? Six chapters. So, if you are a true Christian, as defined in chapter 1, 2, and 3, and if you're living the way Christians should live as defined in chapter 4, 5, and 6, then you can be sure of one thing, and that is that you are going to run right into the enemy. Uh-oh. If you are a true Christian, you will face the enemy. Do you want to be a Christian? Or you just want to be a viewer sitting in the pews and watching everything happening here? Be a Christian. Let me go forward. It is impossible to live in a manner that Ephesians outlines without having conflict with Satan. It is impossible. That's the word shows us. And that's why having said all this, he says the final thing you need to know is that you have to be what? Strong. You have to be strong. Don't be a weak Christian. Be strong. You have to put the armor of God because you are in a spiritual battle. It's a war. And that's essentially what Paul is saying here. If we are as Ephesians chapter 4, 1. Can you put Ephesians chapter 4, 1? It says, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. 
For you have been called by God. It's so interesting to hear that a prisoner of God, Paul is introducing himself as a prisoner of God. But in reality, where was he? In the Roman prison. But he's not willing to accept that fact. Because Paul knows that without the knowledge of the living God, nothing will happen. If God didn't permit, he won't be in this prison. That's why he's saying, I, the prisoner of God. I know we all are in some kind of prison, right? Can we say the same thing? Can we accept that fact that we are the prisoner of God? That's a big truth in that small uh, sentence. I, the prisoner of the living God. And beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. Lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. There is a calling behind everything. Brother, don't be scared while you face enemy. You just live, uh, lead a life worthy of your calling. God will take care of you. If we are in humility, walking in humility and unity, not in the vanity of our mind as Gentiles. So who walk in the vanity of their, of their mind? The Gentiles. So do not walk like that. As we've seen in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. I'm talking everything, uh, saying these verses from Ephesians. So, do not walk like Gentiles walk. Walk in humility and unity. And chapter 4 verse 24 says, If we are putting on the new man, 5, 1 to 17, If we are walking in love, not lust. If we are walking in light, not darkness. If we are walking in the wisdom, not foolishness. If we are not drunk with wine, but filled with spirit. If we are not singing the world's songs, but psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, as we see in uh, chapter 5, verse 19, and if rather than being proud and individualistic, we are submitting ourselves one to another. I know I'm going fast, but there's a spiritual truth. How there's a, uh, Paul is telling the church to be like this. We are in a spiritual battle. And if we are submitting as wives should to husbands as to the Lord, and if husbands are loving their wives as Christ loved the, uh, the, the church, and if children are obeying their parents and parents are nurturing and rearing their children to the things of God. And if employees and employers have right relationships, biblically and with spirit-filled impact, then believe me, 
we will counter the system. The world system is against the church. If we are a true Christian, if we believe in this world, word of God, we will counter the system. We cannot live like the world. The world is against the child of God. I always wonder, most of the times there's no problem for other people who doesn't have God in their life, right? There's a lot of things to say, but, but, but I'm not going to that. Be aware that we are in a spiritual battle. We have begun to take a stand against something in the world as a church. Are you seeing that? We took a step to stand against the world. Against the world means not the government. But there's a system which is against the will of God, against the truth in this Bible. We cannot move away from that. Hallelujah. Everyone is here, right? Okay. When God begins to bless a church, Satan begins to attack the same church. Hmm. And if you think you are started coming to this church just so you can settle in your little nest out there in the corner somewhere and get really comfy, you are wrong, brother. You cannot be comfortable in the presence of the Lord. We are in a spiritual battle. We are in a crusade. You know what is crusade, right? We are the soldiers. Hallelujah. If you're filled with the Spirit, be in that mode. Hallelujah. When I speak this word, I know Satan doesn't like. Hallelujah. Satan doesn't want the families, the individuals to get freed. God wants his child to worship him in freedom. We all sing this song. This is how I fight my battles. More like, this is how I fight my battles. And see, can you? This is how I fight, fight my battles. How? When I sing that song, sorry to say that, I always wonder, people are just singing. This is how I fight my, how? It is sad. We have good songs, but understand the word of God. If the word is not in you, you are going to fail. You can take 21 days, 40 days fasting, but you are not going to be victorious. Without the word, you cannot stand firm. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Devil, we are, we are coming against you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You have no authority on this church. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think that we are about to be tested. Maybe in, in ways we have never been tested before. The Bible talks about the believer being a soldier. And I think that's right. And Paul said to Timothy, as soldiers endure hardness. And that means suffer with. Soldiers have to endure what? Hardness, right? It is not simple to be in the battlefield. It is not simple at all. It is very hard. Soldiers have to fight hardness. That means to suffer. And I really feel that because of the fact that God has blessed us, he is requiring much of us. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Now in him who is able to do exceeding abundantly about all we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us unto him. Be glory in the church. Praise the Lord. I believe that he wants glory in this church. And I believe he gains that glory by allowing the church through his power to do things beyond what we can even dream. Oh, Master, thank you, Lord. And I think God wants to go way beyond where we are now. Don't get settled here. Don't get comfortable where you are right now. God is in a move. Be ready to move forward. Hallelujah. Satan will come against you. Satan will come against you. But we will be victorious. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I really believe he wants to show his glory in this church. I think we are just beginning to see what God's would, God would do when a group of people is totally committed to walk a worthy walk. When a group of people is totally committed to live the kind of life, life that Ephesians chapter 4, 5, and 6 calls for. But as soon as that begins, what? When we walk, when we commit ourselves to walk, in the light, according to the word of God, Satan will oppose it. We know the nation of Israel, they face a lot of enemies. But what was the purpose behind that threat? When we really learn the word of God, we see that it was all to make them strong. 
to make them sister brother families we are going through certain things for a reason god is doing something to make us strong it is not about the life here in this world it might be 70 or 80 but more than that he cares about the eternal life hallelujah get ready for something jesus is coming soon we are getting prepared ourselves for his coming it's not just to get deliverance in this world uh, for, for, for the things you are going through it is there but it's not the uh, uh, the main thing be thankful for uh, for, for uh, sending us through these paths hallelujah we see it all around us what the opposition you go back into the old testament for example you see god sending an angel in daniel chapter 10 and a demon withholds that angel so that the angel cannot accomplish the divine purpose and god has had to dispatch a greater angel a stronger angel to blast the demon out and send the angel on his way you find in jude chapter uh, verse 9 michael the archangel having a battle with satan over the body of moses satan trying to restrain michael from claiming the body of moses for god so there is a high level spiritual struggle we are even involved Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 we see for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world what is our topic unseen battle hallelujah hallelujah against mighty powers and the dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places so we are engaged in the tremendous conflict and that's why i say it's a war hallelujah when you go to battle if you're not prepared think about that every believer has to go through this war through this battle be prepared don't be a namesake christian this place is not for namesake christian as pastor see always tell wrong place if you are here to see some entertainment no we are in a spiritual battle church hallelujah so we are engaged in this tremendous conflict I think American Christianity has became very you know used or smug and very content and almost subcultural rather than confronting we are just kind of moving along with the system are we are we moving along with the system or against the system the spiritual world hallelujah trying to 
Are we accommodating certain systems of this world? Are we in our personal life or in, in church? We believe we can win them by becoming what they are. That's our foolish thinking. We cannot win anyone by becoming like them. But just the opposite is true. We have to counter the system as I said before. Well, we need to be aware of the fact that Satan's going to attack. I'm not here to preach about Satan, to glorify him. I am here to proclaim that Jesus is victorious. We, we, I am here to proclaim that we are the children of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, James in chapter 4 says, resist. What? You know the word. Resist the devil and he will. So what we have to do? Resist. Church, resist the devil. If he is still firing, resist him. He will flee away from you. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 5 verses 8 and 9. Peter says, Be sober. We be vigilant. Why? Why we have to be sober and be vigilant? Because your adversary, the devil, like a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Whom resists steadfast in faith, knowing the same afflictions and accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. In other words, Satan is going to be there. Resist him. Be sober, be vigilant, be aware, be alert and know what he is doing. Hallelujah. In Proverbs we read a verse like this. Guard your heart with all vigilance. Because. Why? The stream of life is from there. So Satan will try his best to destroy that stream. He is in a war against you, brother. He is in a war against you, sister. Church, he is in a war against this church. Not every church. Let me. Not every church. If you're living as a, tr a true Christian, you will be attacked. And do we care about that? No. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11 says that we should not be ignorant of his devices lest he gain an advantage of us. We don't want Satan to win any victory here in this church. And well, we know his methods, right? In 
Acts chapter 20, Paul was talking to those same leaders in Ephesian church. And he said to them this, he said, I know that after my departing, grievous wolves shall enter in. Not sparing this flock, and of your own self shall men arise teaching perverse things. Be aware of that. We are so worried about the things we are facing now, like personal things, right? My sickness. My financial situation. My children. Their future. We are wor worried about all those things. But Paul is saying, be aware of the false prophets. False teachers. Hallelujah. Therefore, verse 31 in Acts chapter 20. I have not ceased to warn you night and day for the space of three years with tears. He says part of, the part of Paul's ministry was warning. If you read all the epistles, he was warning everyone to be aware, to be alert. Hallelujah. Can you imagine going into the middle of a war zone, bullets whizzing by over your head, rockets, grenades, shells, landmines, going off all around you? <laughs> Humanly speaking, I'll be the first one who is... I don't want to face all these. But it, it is frightening. But think about this. Is it even conceivable to imagine that you, if you knew you were headed into that kind of war zone, that you would do so with the clothes you have on right now? Can we? With, with this, with this, with this uh, dress, how can I go to a war zone? Looks good. How do you think those clothes would fare in the middle of battle like the ones I just described? Clothed properly to be in the battle. Paul wants us to understand several things. I know the time is over about the unseen battle that is raging all around us. The battle, if we belong to Jesus Christ, we will face this battle. For that, we need to understand a few things. I'm not going to describe what I'm going to say. First one, to understand the strength we need for the battle. That's what we read in Ephesians chapter 10, uh, uh, chapter 6, verses 10, and the first part of 11th verse. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of the might. Put on the whole armor of God. So the first thing we see here is that God wants to understand the strength we need for the battle. Notice the three 
phrases we just looked at. First, we need to be strong in the Lord. First, to say, first one, we have to be strong in the Lord. This makes it clear that the strength we need is not our own strength. Don't try to face Satan with your own strength. If you face with our strength, you are definitely going to fail. Hallelujah. How often do you try to live your life according to your own strength? We tried and we failed. I did several times and I failed. Hallelujah. Don't you want God's strength to be empowering you today? If you ask David in the Bible about war battle, he will give you an answer from his experience. In Psalm 144, he sang, Praise be to the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for what? Battle. David is saying, it's not my strength. God is enabling me. Lord, my rock, who trains, he's training us. He is training us. Can you believe that? If you're going through certain things, God is training you to be in the battle. The next thing is to understand the identity of our enemy. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. To understand. Second one is what? To understand the identity of our enemy. First one is what? To understand the strength we need for this battle. The second one is to understand the identity of the enemy. And the third one is to understand the true nature of conflict. That is 612. The, Paul states in the opening words of verse 12, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. No. Paul has already told us these are spiritual forces who work in heavenly places. That is within the spirit realm. Why is this so important to us to understand? When we don't recognize that there are spiritual forces of evil at work against God's work through the church, we can very easily find ourselves blaming other people, trusting in politics and programs, and making our fight an earthly battle of words or finances, or egos. God wants us to constantly remind us that this is a spiritual battle. He is reminding us today that you are in a spiritual battle. Don't think uh, in, in, in a uh, humanly uh, way. God is telling us that Child, you are in a spiritual battle, but I am in full control of your situation. God is the one who reigns in us. He is the one who controls us. Hallelujah. I just want to show two pictures 
One is about elephant and an ant. What do you see in this? We know elephants, right? Back in India, we had a lot. Did you see an ant there? Doesn't make any sense, right? Most of the times, we are like that. We are elephant. The Satan who is defeated on the cross of Calvary, He get us everything we want. Everything is finished on the cross. He defeated Satan, but still, we are like this elephant. Our leader is Jesus, who is victorious. But if we are still in that bondage of fear, we are like this. Can I see the next slide? You know who is this, right? David and who? Goliath. What do you, you see there? A small little one fighting against a giant. Humanly speaking, who is powerful? The giant, right? The Goliath. He has everything to wear. For the soldier, he's wearing everything what needed for a soldier. But this boy, David, he is wearing a spiritual armor. This is a spiritual battle. David tried to wear all these who belongs to Saul, but it was not fit for him. But the glory of the Lord showed up in the midst of the spiritual war. David is not saying, I'm coming against you. David is saying, I am coming against you in the name of the living God. Hallelujah, church, we are in a spiritual battle. Let me read one more verse. I'm going to finish it. The worship team, come forward. Paul says in Romans chapter 13, Verse uh, 14, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify his desires. After hearing all this about the devil and demons and spiritual forces of evil, we we could be feeling fearful and anxious about these things. Are any, any of you are anxious about what I say? Uh, priest today, don't be anxious. We don't have to be anxious. Listen to the final words of First uh, uh, John chapter three, verse eight. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Huh. We don't have to be anxious. 
Don't be scared. Because Son of God appeared to destroy the works of the devil. We should put on the Lord Jesus because through him, God has delivered us from the domain of darkness. That's what we see in uh, Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. We should put what? We should put on the Lord Jesus. We have to wear Jesus Christ because through him God has delivered us from the dominion domain of darkness we should put on the Lord Jesus because God has cancelled the record of death that stood against us with its legal demands there are legal demands there are some demands Satan put forth but Jesus Christ cancelled everything on the cross Hallelujah. This he set aside, nailing it on the cross. He dis disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Glory to the living God. Thanks for joining this week on the One Church Podcast. Be sure to tune in next week. If you're ready to start a relationship with Jesus, give your life to Jesus and make him the Lord of your life and receive salvation, please contact us at info at onechurchonline.com. We hope you found value in this podcast and we would appreciate you sharing us with others and telling your friends and family to follow along with us. Our prayer and hope is that this podcast can reach countless lives. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube and Spotify at OneChurchLI and visit us at our website, OneChurchOnline.com. Here at OneChurch, our vision is to see Jesus. We exist to reach the one with the love of Jesus and for all to live like Jesus. We want to see Jesus in each other and we pray and believe there is more for you.